0: Today, we're talking about all the new wild Grand Theft Auto 6 controversies that have popped off. Taylor Swift dropped bombs and went for trash Kim Kardashian's throat, and the wild updates around the QAnon queen, her followers who admitted they'll kill for her, and the trolls pushing them. We're talking about all that and so much more in today's brand new Philip DeFranco show, so just buckle up, hit that like button, let's just jump into it. Starting with, Taylor Swift just went for some people's throats right now, but also did so in like a classy and understandable way. Because after a year of dominating your social media feeds, the billboard charts stadiums theaters it is not a surprise that taylor swift is times person of the year well the whole interview and profile they did on her is very interesting in this she spoke out about kim kardashian scooter Braun, and everything that's kind of happened with the nfl and all this media attention recently in a way i've not seen before with taylor saying of her massive success it's not lost on me that the two great catalysts for this happening were two horrendous things that happened to me the first was getting canceled within an inch of my life and sanity. the second was having my life's work taken away from me by someone who hates me right and regarding her getting canceled right she's talking about kanye and kim kardashian there which if you don't remember After the other stuff Kanye did to her, he referred to her as a bitch in his song. That seeming to hurt Taylor, but then Kim released a tape to make it look like she actually agreed to be in the song. Taylor in this interview equating all that to a career death and saying, make no mistake, my career was taken from me. You have a fully manufactured frame job and an illegally recorded phone call, which Kim Kardashian edited and then put out to say to everyone that I was a liar. That took me down psychologically to a place I've never been before. I moved to a foreign country. I didn't leave a rental house for a year. I was afraid to get on phone calls. I pushed away most people in my life because I didn't trust anyone anymore. I went down really, really hard. You know, reading that, I think it is important to to look back at how far she has come. Because while Taylor Swift's on top of the world now, it's important to remember, there was a time where some scumbags, or at least, you know what? It's been a while. Some people who did some scumbag things went out of their way to misrepresent her, make her seem like a sociopathic liar, and almost took her down. And then not too long after that, her masters were sold to Scooter Braun, and she talked about that. Saying she believes that he wanted her work for nefarious reasons. That, of course, then prompting her to re-record her first six albums, form of which have already been massive successes, two of which are still on the way. And regarding that success, you had Taylor explaining to Time, it's all in how you deal with loss. I respond to extreme pain with defiance. But all of that brings us to the single, coldest, hardest, and fantastic line of the interview, saying she knows nothing, including fame and a music career is permanent. But I've also learned there's no point in actively trying to quote unquote defeat your enemy. Trash takes itself out every single time. <clears throat> Well, I gotta disagree a little with always. When it does happen, you love to see it. But hey, with this news and this aspect of the story, of course, I'd love to know your thoughts. And if you want an even deeper dive, I'll include a link down below because it's a really interesting read. And it goes beyond the stuff that we just talked about. And then self-described alpha males are waging war against Grand Theft Auto 6 right now. Right, because in addition to all the hype after the trailer for GTA 6 broke records yesterday, it's been the talk of the internet, there have also been people throwing out criticisms. And among those, you have the likes of the Tate brothers and Elon Musk with Tristan Tate saying, I'm not- fan of anyone under the age of 18, 21 maybe, playing video games where the goal is to shoot police officers. I just don't think that's good for society. I feel like you could create a better objective with the game, you know? Maybe you are the police officer. And the new Elon Musk also condemning that part, writing on Twitter that he tried playing GTA, but didn't like doing crime. GTA 5 required shooting police officers in the opening scene. Just couldn't do it. And while those two weren't the first people to condemn or call out certain parts of the game, there was still no shortage of people mocking their responses online. People saying of Tate, heartwarming, alleged sex traffickers draw the line at virtual violence against police. Commentators like Hassan Piker write, It's incredibly ironic that two brothers have quite literally tailored their entire online persona as though they are GTA side characters taking a stance against the game like their hillary rodham clinton in 2005 and of musk people saying why would you buy a game called grand theft auto and expect not to shoot at cops and others chiming in killing off 90 percent of the ad revenue on twitter isn't a problem for him killing digital police in gta 6 is where he draws the line but with all that said here's what i really need to say on this situation everything we're going to see around the reactions and like opinion pieces and all this bullshit like it's all happened before like grand theft auto 6 the grandstanding rage baiting virtue signaling engagement farming it's a sequel. We've seen a version of this before it's just gonna be on steroids this time. And so you have the the Tates and the Musks of the world pearl clutching about cops in a video game. You've got people already saying GTA 6 is woke because it has a female lead. Others speculating that she's trans. Which I guess it's worth noting that right now there's no actual evidence to back that up. And then at the same time you have people based off of a 90 second trailer on an unreleased game calling it woke. You have people saying you know they're over sexualizing women. With people then going even further saying Rockstar Games is making a sexualized game for children. Saying we gotta get banned GTA 6 trending. I right? Just like blatant rage baiting and engagement farming. I mean the fucking game is rated M. That doesn't mean M for my kids. And the grifters pushing shit like that. They either know that or they're just incredibly dumb. Maybe both. I shouldn't be putting clout chasing grifters in a box. That's not fair to them. But you know that's the situation as it is and uh, we'll see how all of it plays out. And right? then we need to talk about Canada's so called true queen Romana Digilo. Right? That's the woman leading a QAnon cult that believes Donald Trump appointed her the queen and head of state of Canada. Also uh, just for extra fun she claims to be an alien adjacent being with secret technology waging a war against the global cabal of pedophilic elite and threatens to execute her enemies and while you hear that and you go okay well this is clearly like some grifter trying to take advantage of people or just an insane person it's incredibly important to know that she has tens of thousands of telegram followers and dozens of actual in-person followers who gave up their personal lives to join her so-called mobile government which is this convoy of rvs that they've been driving around the country since february of 2022 inspired by the trucker protests and her personal staff who wear matching white uniforms emblazoned with the qr on the front server in every way. Shopping, cooking, driving for her. She also happens to accept unknown quantities of money from them, going into at least the tens of thousands of dollars. you know, this isn't the first time we've talked about her. Last year we talked about some of the increasingly dangerous tactics she and her followers have gotten up to. And you know, there's been a range of things, things like sending hundreds of cease and desist letters to schools, businesses and police departments ordering them to halt all anti-COVID measures. Or issuing dozens of so-called royal decrees, lowering rents and making water and electricity free, which then cause people to actually stop paying their bills. Or of course things like leading her followers in an assault on the Peterborough Police Station in Ontario, where we actually saw them try to conduct a citizen's arrest on the cops there for enforcing lockdown measures, but then of course just getting battered and arrested. But then all of that taking us to September of this year, where her mobile government finally hunkered down in a small Saskatchewan town by the name of Richmount, because reportedly one of Romana's fans just so happened to own an abandoned school there, so he invited her to take it over. And unsurprisingly, the town's 130 residents weren't too happy about this bizarre and potentially dangerous QAnon cult suddenly occupying their community, with some people holding protests outside the school or confronting the followers when they leave the building. And so in return turn, the cult has attacked specific townsfolk on live streams and sent people cease and desist letters, threatening them with execution. But then, after a fire inspector showed up on the school grounds, Queen Romana and her followers, they evacuated to a farm an hour outside the town. Though even with the exile, you know, the Queen's followers had issues with the local people. Like this one heated encounter at a grocery store that was caught on video. And so with all this, Richmounds residents feared that they might return, and they held a town hall to discuss what to do. With that, devolving into frustrated locals, telling each other to fuck off, and arguing over whether aggressively confronting the cult was the best approach. But then, late last month, their fears being realized when the queen's vehicles rolled back up to the abandoned school again. And all this is the battle has now been taken to the internet, with Romana creating a new telegram channel called the Volunteer Peace, Prosperity, and Love Officers in the hopes of organizing her followers by region. But then soon afterward, an anti-Romana group noticed that the channel was public. So they saw this opportunity, and one person who goes by the name Dogwood telling Vice, I then shared the link to some hardcore trolls and encouraged them to go in and fuck with them. And they immediately did, with one troll making a fundraising page for Romana and her second-in-command's honeymoon, another troll creating a page seeking to recruit military tribunal officers who would work as judge, jury, and executioner for the queen. And in no time, some of her most dedicated followers stepped up to the plate with one member writing, I would like to get the show on the road as much as the next person, but I am not sure that is something I would want to have on my conscience. That being said, I also know this needs to be done. And so then some of the members brainstormed different ways to execute their enemies with minimal effect on their conscience. Things like just leaving them out in the Arctic so they're eaten by polar bears. You know, the trolling aside, all of this had two purposes. First, expose how dangerous Romana's cult is. Because, and this is a very important thing to understand, whether it be here or elsewhere. When people are able to convince their followers of the most crazy outlandish things, it is not that much of a departure or a jump to convince them to do something about those things. Things that are dangerous, that are violent, that would have otherwise been unthinkable before. Then also the second purpose here was to disrupt her cult as much as possible. Because there are several online groups that routinely track the queen's activity and do everything they can to stop her. Things like calling businesses and campgrounds where she sets up to get them kicked out or even infiltrating the group to gain the member's trust and talk them out of it. With, for example, one activist who calls himself Jeremy explaining device hopefully the constant barrage of criticism will bring more attention to how dangerous these folks are and wear down all but the most dedicated core who can quietly burn themselves out in whatever abandoned buildings they choose without wasting the money time energy and lives of followers who are genuinely desperate but deserve to find real solutions not a megalomaniac dangling carrots and lies and then and i think most of us have felt at some point that pressure of trying to get ahead but instead falling further into debt with credit cards personal loans medical bills and if you're at the point where you're making monthly payments every month on your debt and your balances aren't going down today's sponsor pds debt has a program that rolls all of your payments into one low interest free monthly payment just one low monthly payment based on what you can afford everyone with over ten thousand dollars or more in debt qualifies and get this there is no minimum credit score required pds debt offers options with no interest you can pay off your debt in a fraction of the time save thousands and in interest and fees and pds debt is giving you beautiful bastards a free debt analysis just for completing the quick and easy debt assessment at pds defranco yeah and you'll receive a full breakdown of how to save on interest each month and the quickest way to take care of your debt. Just go to pdsdebt.com slash DeFranco and get your quick and easy debt assessment today. It's time to take back control of your life and live for you, not your debt. And then, today we actually saw a great thing happen in our U.S. Senate and that is that Senator Tommy Tuberville has been demoted from an asshole who is single-handedly blocking hundreds of military promotions and making our military weaker to just his regular old uh, useless asshole self, mostly. because he's been using a procedural tactic to block the Senate from mass-confirming military promotions, something that historically is non-controversial Has easy bipartisan support, right? We go, hey, we got to keep the military moving, we got to stay strong. But Tuberville had taken it upon himself to prevent the transfer of power and jeopardize readiness at the highest levels of our military. And this, of course, is things internationally have been popping off. And he was doing this because he was angry the Pentagon had a policy that gave time off and certain reimbursements for service members and their family members who receive abortions or other reproductive services. But also, but before you do the short-sighted thing and give Tuberville some love here, saying, hey he did the right thing. Please understand, he is only doing this because he lost. Right? Yeah, he received tons of backlash from both sides of the aisle, the Pentagon, hundreds of spouses of active duty service members. But Tuberville, and he told reporters this, he only dropped the boycott because other senators had come up with a plan to get around him. Also saying he has no regrets doing what he did. Uh, He also didn't take the L here, saying, quote, it was pretty much a draw. I mean, they didn't get what they wanted. We didn't get what we wanted. But of course that is total and absolute bullshit revisionist history. He held our U.S. military hostage single-handedly and the Pentagon never gave him a damn thing. So enjoy this big fucking L on your head, you dumb donkey. And so with this, after you had Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer calling the blockade a pointless and gravely damaging ordeal, saying Tuberville had, had nothing to show for his 10 months of delay, he quickly moved to make his point by moving promotions to the floor, with the Senate then confirming more than 400 nominees in one fell swoop. But all of that brings us back to why I said Tuberville is mostly going back to being just a useless asshole, because he's still maintaining part of his campaign by blocking promotions for four-star generals. But then also beyond this, I really want to touch on it. The impact has already been done here. I mean, you have top officials even previously saying that Tuberville's blockade has had such a detrimental impact on the military that the consequences here will be long-lasting. With also Biden's nominee to be the Navy's top officer testifying before the Senate a few months ago, explaining, just at the three-star level, it would take about three to four months just to move all the people around. But it will take years to recover from the promotion delays that we would see. And this is other senior officials, including the Secretary of Defense himself, have also warned that this blockade could result in the military losing talent, which then further undermines the military and hurts readiness. But yeah, that is where we are, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how things play out, because, you know, Tuberville is not going anywhere. The people of Alabama voted this fucking clown in, and he's there. And then finally, let's talk about yesterday today, where we take a look back at yesterday's show. We dive into those comments and see what y'all had to say. Your thoughts, your opinions, sometimes your experiences, which uh, I gotta say, yesterday we did uh, an unthinkable thing. We had a story that was about something that wasn't a dumpster fire. We talked about some of the life and game-changing advances we're seeing with CRISPR. And y'all said things like, hey, Phil, I'm a sickle cell disease patient, and this nearly has me in tears. Sickle cell is so painful to deal with physically and emotionally. The regular pain crises, low energy, shortness of breath, brain fog, reduced ability to work, missing major life events due to being hospitalized, having to relocate to warmer cities, and I have the easier variant of the disease to deal with. I was literally just last night learning about what CRISPR is, but I had no idea it it's anywhere near clinically studied enough to be approved. I hope that research into the treatment continues going in the right direction so fast. As well as people sharing, I have a friend that actually worked on the CRISPR research that won the Nobel Prize a few years back. I remember her talking about dude, we can literally edit DNA and thinking how insanely sci-fi and impossible that sounded in 2020. Skip forward today, we're actually seeing applications. Science and teamwork never cease to amaze me. There was also a lot of conversation about the prison labor story we dove into. Y'all writing things like Colorado in here, if the prison system would crumble without slavery, then maybe it's time to stop imprisoning so many people for non-violent crimes. Others saying it's crazy that it's not just being broadly called exactly what it is, minority slavery. Saying the U.S. has some of the highest incarceration rates in the world where a majority of the prisoners are disproportionately of minority groups. And to top it off, there are people arguing keep this for financial reasons and punishing those who do not want to be slaves. The only thing that's changed since slavery was, quote, abolished is how these same groups of people are enslaved. Also, I will say, going through those comments, uh, unsurprisingly, people were not a fan of the idea of face scanning to access adult content. or That's something that's actually being considered in the UK, with y'all saying, I love how Ofcom's reasoning for why you should not worry about the facial recognition software is that, quote, it would be a legal requirement to delete the facial recognition after use. Yeah, like, every company everywhere has always followed the law, and all it would take is one or two employees who need money for these photos to be saved and then used for extra income and others adding the facial scanning is a dystopian nightmare and when is any supposed sensitive data actually stayed private and not used nefariously you had others pushing back if you have a passport or a driver's license or iphone the government has your face and then that devolved into a debate over whether the government knows what kind of corn you're watching and then finally i mean regarding grand theft Auto six mainly it was just people pumped though i will say i'm interested to see what people have to say about the the controversies today and that is where today's show is going to end but for more news you need to know i got you covered right here you can click or tap or i got Got links in the description of course as always or hey if you're all caught up just remember my name's philip defranco you've just been filled in i love yo faces and i'll see you right back here tomorrow for a big show